Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back, Cracked fans, to another edition of the Cracked Interviews podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. On today's show, we are joined by Midland Tennis Center Executive Director Jeff Reckaway and Dow Tennis Classic Tournament Director and our dear friend Alex Guthrie to preview the 2023 Dow Tennis Classic happening, of course, in Midland, Michigan. We discuss the history of this event entering year number 35 overall. We discuss the importance of engaging the Midland community to the success of this Dow Tennis Classic over the years and so much more. It is a fantastic conversation that I am certain all of you listeners are going to enjoy, of course. If you're looking for updates on other things happening in the tennis world, check out the Mini Break podcast feed. Check out the Great Shot podcast feed. Check out our website, CrackedRackets.com, where you can find all of that content housed. But, of course, what did you want to check out with this podcast? My discussion with Jeff Reckaway and Alex Guthrie. So without further ado, Westoff, let's roll today's show. Joining us on the podcast today are a couple of the men who are going to help make this year's Dow Tennis Classic possible. Let's start with a man you all should know as the executive director of the Midland Tennis Center. It's our friend Jeff Reckway. Jeff, thank you for taking the time to join us. How are you doing today? I'm doing great today. We're here at God's Country in Michigan, <laughs> Greater Midland Tennis Center, So, uh, and really appreciate you having us on. Well, that's music to my ears, and here's a fun fact for you. I drive home from Indianapolis to go visit my parents, not as frequently as they would like, but I think plenty frequently enough, and whenever I cross state lines from Ohio to Michigan, first thing I do, lower my window, breathe in that air, because you're right, it's God's country, my friend. That's why we're so excited to be headed to the Midland Tennis Center, a place I was fortunate enough to compete when I was younger. Now, I suppose the downside for everyone is that one of other person will be in Midland throughout the course of the event. Of course, he's a returning champion here on our Crack Racket shows. And because of that fact, I know I can tease him. I believe he'll be tournament director for the week. Certainly, that's a role he has played at multiple events throughout the course of his time doing all things for top-notch management. It's our dear friend, Alex Guthrie. Guthrie, welcome back to the show. You excited? How's your time in Midland been? Well, you know, back here in the state up north after two weeks <laughs> in Columbus, Ohio at the ATP Challenger. So, again, the, the air is a little different up here. Um, but, no, excited to be a part of this event with Jeff. And, yeah, we're ready to roll in a month. 
Yeah, it's the first time we've had someone do a podcast with an oxygen tank. You refuse to bring in the Michigan air. So, uh, yeah, no, it's always a pleasure to get the chance to chat with you. And just a quick tangent here before we get rocking and rolling, uh, three, obviously Dennis Kudla winning that challenger in Columbus, our fellow AG, Lexi Gallardo, making the final there. How was that experience? Talk to me, talk to me about it. I mean, again, uh, the new Ty Tucker Tennis Center is just an amazing facility. So it was great. Ohio State hosted us for the week. And yeah, I mean, the tennis was phenomenal. Alexi coming off of Davis Cup, coming from Italy, having to play five straight days. I mean, even getting to the final for him was great. He was playing some great ball, but yeah, Dennis um, obviously had his number on Sunday, but again, it was a great week for both of them. And um, yeah, and and also the Buckeyes winning the doubles title, Trout or Cash, so um, yeah, it was a good week down in Columbus. Yeah, it's, it certainly looked like it from afar. And again, what you guys are doing at Top Notch to help grow the sport and put on these events and help organize them is much appreciated by many people across the tennis community. And it's in that spirit that, of course, I want to talk about this Dow Tennis Classic because passionate tennis fans know this Dow event is not a new one on the calendar. It's one I believe that's been going since 1989 and so frequently features so many of the rising talents in the world trying to sneak in some final competition at the end of the year and, you know, again, try and build some momentum as they head into the next season. It's in that spirit, Jeff, that I say the floor is yours. To listeners who aren't familiar with this Dow Tennis Classic, tell us more about the event. So you're 100% right. Started 35 years. This will be our 35th year, consecutive year of the Dow Tennis Classic. Um, And it was started because uh, our hometown, Meredith McGrath, and Dow Corning created a tournament uh, for a professional tournament so that she could play in it and obviously did did well and had a nice, nice career, but a, a local hero here. In fact, our our stadium court is named after her and we play on Meredith Graff Court uh, for it. And uh, one of the longest running professional women's tournament in not only the country, but in the world, really. And, and we were fortunate enough that we used to do this tournament in February. This will be the third year we do it at the end of October, beginning of November and fall. Um, but even the COVID year, because we were in February, we were one of the last tournaments before the world got shut down with COVID and then able to still go full bore the following year. So um, we have not been disrupted Um just luck, lucky of timing um, and uh, have had an incredible, when you look back uh, from Anna Kornikova, uh, you know, to probably most recent star, uh, Coco Golf in 2019 was runner-up, didn't win, runner-up in her tournament, one of her, may have been her first professional tournament, actually. Uh, and then now, winning the U.S. Open this year. So we're very proud of, of our history. And um, one of the things that we have two minor league sports here in our community, we have uh, the Great Lakes Loons, uh, part of the Dodger organization, and uh, Saginaw Spirit uh, Hockey. And we feel we fall right in line with those two great organizations that you see uh, tomorrow stars today 
up close and personal. And, and that has certainly played out for us over the years. Uh, when you look at the, the world rankings now and how many of those players in the top 10 and top 20 for sure have played here at least once, if not multiple times. Yeah. Now, I mean, again, and you mentioned Meredith McGrath, it's not just her. It feels like over the years, all of the top players in Michigan have had that opportunity, thanks to you guys, to come compete. I know when I think of players my age, I remember Sarah Davatella getting into the main draw here as an 18, 19-year-old prior to going to UNC. And, you know, again, whether it's players like her, to speak Guthrie's language, Katie McNally, a two-time singles champion, obviously at this event, she's been a rising star in American tennis who I think beat Goff in that 2019 final. Yeah, if memory serves me correct. And yeah, it's just, again, you talk about engaging the community and I want to ask you about that in a second. But just first and foremost, I've had the chance to play at the Midland Tennis Center and I, in my experiences in Cracked Rackets, what I'm starting to learn is there are gems of facilities across the country that we just don't talk enough about. I think the Midland Tennis Center is one of them. And if I call it the Dow Tennis Center at some point, I apologize. In my head, I just we always refer to it as Dow. That's just yeah. when we would go and play there. So again, that's Michigan talk for all of you listeners who are curious. Um, Talk to me about the complex itself, because you guys not only host this event, you host Division One states. You know, every year you guys, which high school state championships for those, I, I guess states is pretty self-explanatory. But I remember we always played the Dow Tennis Quad, which is why I call it Dow, because it was us, it was Huron, it was uh, Dow, and it was Port Huron North, which at the time were four of the best teams in the state, and we always said winner of that was the real winner uh, in any given season. Talk to me about this facility, what you guys are able to put on, because it's not just this pro event that has you guys engaging with tennis in the community. Yeah, absolutely. And, and thank you for the opportunity. So, <clears throat> excuse me, we have 39 courts, uh, 16 indoors and the remaining outdoor um, courts, including um, clay courts, uh, outdoors, four of those. Uh, but we have an incredible complex um, and facility and it's an incredible asset in our community and one of the things that's been fun for me people around here that haven't been to other places were spoiled they don't realize just how good we have it um but uh, early in my role here uh, we host multiple national usta events um even you know level one level two and then and even lower levels but one uh the first tournament that we held here was a level two i uh noticed a guy that was a parent of one of the players and it was an outdoor tournament we also have the inside obviously but he's got his phone and it was obvious that he was fit, probably facetiming and showing around the complex and when he got off the call, I just asked, him, I said, are you here for the tournament? And he said, yeah. And I asked him where he was from. And he, and he said, Long Island, New York. And he said, I'm telling you, I was just FaceTiming my wife who wasn't able to come on the trip, showing her this complex because we've played, our, our daughter has played in a lot of tournaments. We have never been in a facility like this. And he, so and I've seen that multiple times whether it's people from California, New York, Texas, 
that that travel and play in a lot of different facilities. And there's a lot of great ones out there. But I think, um, and again, I know I'm partial, um, but we have an incredible facility. Uh, and in a community of a little over 50,000, that's, that's a whole nother side of it. Um, so, yeah, we've hosted the last two years. It's called the Battle of Mississippi, which is a huge USDA tournament. Um, and, and we're able to, whether it's an outdoor tournament with the number of courts we have indoors, you know, if weather becomes an issue, we can bring it indoors so we can guarantee a tournament's going on. But it's, uh, this was built uh, in 1974 and started with six courts indoors. And then, and a few years later, expanded to 10 courts in 1989 is when we got to the 16 courts, the last six indoor courts were added. And then some of the additions and upgrades uh, on the outdoor side too. Yeah, no, I mean, a couple of things off of that, if you'll allow me to regale you with my history with the tennis center. Absolutely. One of my favorite parts is those four hidden courts in the back by the outdoor. I think it's 16 courts outside right away. You've got four, 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 four. And by the way, in Michigan high school tennis, you play eight matches in the course of one head-to-head dual match. So we'd have two matches going on. And you always would see those four clay courts in the back. You'd be like, oh, that's funny. Like they kind of snuck those in back there as well. And, you know, you talk about the indoor courts, one of my favorite moments because you walk in, and right away, you have the massive outlay of courts. I forget how many are on that front side. But then you keep walking, and then there's that second edition of courts. And that's when you really know, like, okay, this is a real deal facility. And a, a significant moment in my life, sophomore year, which was, for the record, since I know you're curious, when I hit puberty, and that's when I got tall, skinny, and it just, like, everything was working for me that year. And so, you know, again, I was – asked to do more for my doubles team uh, for my team and we were playing one doubles and we lost a really bad first match and so we were playing the second match and we were just miserable my partner and I were not thrilled with one another and our coach comes up to us and he goes look like I get it you guys are miserable but we had a teammate of ours who like lost to everyone had a bad season he won that match and he goes to us and goes look Shanbrom just won on court four like are you gonna lose to a team that Shanbrom beat here today and oh. like when I when I say like we looked at each other and it was like yo dude I'm sorry like let's just get through let's go and we won our <laughs> next two and like from there you figure things out um, and so again the back courts is where the real action happens all that to, is to say you know again you guys have made it a point not just USTA events not just professional events but to engage the community and I know that's a big part of this Dow Tennis Classic you know talk to me about what you guys do to get high schoolers and all these kids in the building to ensure they get to experience what's a really fun event yeah and we're excited because this is the first year post covid that we've really got all the schools engaged again that's always been a a driving factor is helping build assets, positive assets for youth in our region um, and uh, through tennis and a great opportunity to having these professionals, young professionals from all over the world come in. Um, so we, we do two things. We have schools, two pros. So they'll come in here and to the tennis center from their schools and, and watch some of the matches 
Um, and we do some mentoring through that, but then we also take pros to schools, um, and, uh, and have the pros and we schedule it out and they'll go in and talk to the school assemblies. Last year, um, again, I, we got out to about five schools this year. We, we're working on scheduling because everybody wants to be a part of it again. So it's really exciting. Um, we will, I know we'll eclipse over 2,000 students this year that we will either have here or go see them. And it's not just Midland schools. So there's a, a number of schools within our, um, within our region that, that we will be able to impact and that will make an impact long-term. Uh, and, uh, and we do some other things for at-risk kids that we have come in and we're, we're, building that muscle back up again we have them come here and we'll have other leaders talk to them about decision making dreaming a little bit um and and those kind of things and and then we're uh engaging more uh, nonprofits other nonprofits in the community giving them an opportunity as well to get engaged and uh, talk about what they do to make our our community and our world better so we wouldn't be able to do it without this type of event um so it's it's a lot of outreach that we're able to do thank thankfully to the players coming here the wta and, and more even vitally as our sponsors that allow it to happen yeah no i know in the past kids fun days and high school play days and you know all yeah. of those things i think i saw on the website it's 32 schools in the great lakes region have all been engaged and uh, it speaks to what you guys have built. And I want to ask you, Alex, because uh, it's weird I've called you Alex. Usually it's always Guthrie. Um, but <laughs> we're on the podcast here, so I'm trying to be formal. Um, I'm curious, how, how important is that part to organizing and sustaining an event? Because obviously you guys have done that in Cleveland Challenger WTA event. You've been a across the country with events as well. How important is that component, Alex? Well, I mean, first and foremost, um, Obviously, we're in a unique position here that um, we, we didn't start this event by any means, but um, we're kind of entrusted with how do we continue to build on what's already been a wildly successful event. So it, it is an honor, A, just to be involved with the history of this event and kind of get integrated. But no, it's really cool to see um, what all the different community um approaches that they take and honestly for our other events we we um, steal some ideas now um, so we're learning from each other up here but um, I also think uh, one of the coolest results um, a direct result last year was um, Alicia Parks was one of the um, pros that went to the schools and she ended up being in the doubles final winning it and um, a couple of the kids from the assembly so somehow saw that she was playing in the final. So they all got their parents to take take them to see Alicia on Saturday. And if that assembly wouldn't have happened, they would have never had that opportunity, most likely. So it's cool to see direct results like that, too, just to see some inspiration from, from the youth side of things. Yeah, no, those are the anecdotes and the sorts of opportunities that, again, get people engaged in the sport full time. And look... Two things. The event, well, two things off of this fact. The event, for those that are curious, October 30th through November 5th, again, at the Midland Tennis Center. If you're in the area, you have to come. You probably have already, but it is some of the best tennis you can see. Certainly the best tennis maybe in the world happening in early November. Here's the thing, though. 
October 30th to November 5th. Two parts. A, because I know she's listening. November 4th, my parents' anniversary. I didn't forget, Mom. Just know. I know it's that week. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be in the state, so that's gotta count as some sort of gesture. Uh, I'll find my way home afterwards. But more importantly, October 31st. What do I need to dress as? What do we have to do for Halloween? We gotta do something, right? Yeah. I tell you, I just I just got off a phone call with one of our sponsors uh, just a few minutes ago, and she's talking about, look, I want to do this big. What you know, we've got to. So we we're working on what that'll look like, but we certainly want to have a little bit of a uh, costume contest uh, in between matches for some prizes. So um, yeah, you've got to decide though what. Uh, what you want to dress up as, but I'm a big tennis ball. Well, the thing that I realize now I have a month. So what if I just don't shave in October? And my excuse is it's for a costume I'm doing for November. Whatever I have to do with said beard on October 31st, I'll have. But then the best part is I will shave that off immediately being cliche shaven for championship weekend. Like everyone I feel like wins in this scenario. I, I, I like that. Yeah, exactly. I like so that. I'll come in with some What's sort of goatee. Oh, this tournament might end up sponsored by Reese's. Like, I think that that's oh. that's the back door we're going to have to do here. Um, again, it's just it, it's a perfect event. It's a fun week. And, you know, again, it's in that time period. High school tennis will have ended in Michigan, but there will still be a little bit of buzz in the community because it only been a few weeks prior. And, you know, high school football is winding down. So there's just time to do these sorts of things and attend these sorts of events. And. Again, that's why we're really looking forward to being there. Guthrie, I'll ask you, talk to me a little bit about the player field. What do you know already? <laughs> what what can we know as fans? So the uh, the entry deadline is next Monday. So okay. right now it's a little under wraps, but I think Jeff might have a qualifying wild card announcement for singles. That, that we think you'll appreciate especially. And okay. we talk about local stars and exciting ellie coleman okay who, now we're who, talking of course who actually grew up here at the tennis center jared flick who's our director of junior tennis taught her and was her coach traveled with her she went through our academy here uh and is now a, a great player at duke um so she has uh she'll be playing in the main draw for doubles um her partner to be named officially soon. Um, and then also uh, a quality wild card for uh, singles. So we're excited to have her back again. And she made a great showing last year, did, did really well. Um, so we're excited to have her back and very proud of her. Yeah, the yeah, rising and, junior at Duke, I believe, for those who are wondering. Yeah. We got, I got to see a lot of her last year. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, OG. Oh, oh, no, I bet. Um, the... Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I've been on never more. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, beyond beyond Ellie, um, the the player list is looking good. But again, we can't announce anything until next week. But I mean, last year, um, I know we talked about the rising stars um, to um, seeing them today and tomorrow. Um, but uh, last year, we had we truly had today's stars playing. You know, we had Kenan, we had Bouchard. Um, we had uh, Shui Zhang, who was 21 in the world at the time. Um, so, yeah, we're excited not only to get those rising stars, but also, I mean, today's current stars. Um, and some of them have a soft spot. They've 
played this event before. So even if uh, they're top 100 out, I don't think they forget about this event, which is really cool to see. Yeah, no, you look at the past champions just the last five years, six years. Katie McNally's won it twice. She's a top 100 player. Madison Brengel's won it twice. Top 100 player Shelby Rogers has won it. Top 100 player Tatiana Maria back in the top 100. She's won it a couple of times in the recent future. You get players who are fighting for that top 100 spot, fighting to secure you know, a spot in the main draw of Australia, fighting for just a few points and some momentum at the end of the year. So, you know, again, those are just the singles champions. You can go through the doubles, and you mentioned Alicia Parks, Caroline Dalahai, the recent Guadalajara finalist, CeCe Bellis over the years. A lot of fun names, a lot of good tennis on the horizon. I'll ask you, Guthrie, buying tickets. Where do we go? What do we do? DowTennisClassic.com um, and ticketing. So the first two days is free, so, uh, Sunday through Monday. During the day is free. We like to do a donation. I'll let Jeff speak on it in a second. But otherwise, ticketing is for the night sessions, Tuesday through Friday, and then Saturday and Sunday. But yeah, DowTennisClassic.com for tickets. The, so Alex mentioned uh, donation. Um, that goes directly towards our scholarship fund for a greater Midland tennis center. And one of the things, not only growing tennis by doing outreach, and as I mentioned, building assets for youth, um, tennis is a lifetime sport and, uh, you, you can learn a lot of life lessons, uh, playing tennis and, and build some skills there, but we want it. So any, uh, youth that is committed to playing tennis, that the cost is not a reason not to do it. And uh, so we, we have a couple uh, kids, young guys um, in our program now that wouldn't be able to have the amount of time on the court that they're getting without that scholarship fund. So um, it, it, it does make a difference in, in people's lives and, and opportunities that they'll have now and, and down the road. Yeah, no, another, again, what, another feature that makes this tournament so admirable. It's why our Crack Racket team is so excited to get there. My last question for you, Jeff, and again, did a little research getting into today's podcast. I always like to know who I'm talking about. How does someone go from head basketball coach to executive director at the Midland Tennis Center. I'm just curious, what about the job appealed to you? What about the sport appealed to you and how that transition's worked? So if two and a half years ago, you'd say that I'd be doing this, I'd have questioned your sanity. Not because because it's not a great opportunity uh, and a great situation. It was just never even on my radar. Uh, to say that I was a recreational tennis player would be gratuitous. I mean, you know, we had our, our rackets from Walmart and when we went on vacation, you know, we play, I used to play when I was younger, but I'd never played uh, organized or competitive tennis and had not been connected in the tennis world. If you, if you will, um, but I think it's a direct reflection on, you know, if you, you do the right things, you you work hard at what you do, it creates opportunities. And um, I uh, have been in this community for 
at that time, a little over 12, 13 years, had been involved with things in the community, have uh, had a history of running and building programs and, and building an athletic team um, is not unlike running a business. In fact, there's so many similarities in running a business. It's getting the right people in the right place, uh, getting everybody going the same direction, building a culture. Um, and, and for me as an administrator, it is getting the right people, helping them get the resources and then getting out of their way. And, uh, so I hire the tennis experts and I help them build what they see will work. So, um, you know, it, it, there was an opportunity that opened up. It started a conversation and went from not sure why we're talking about this. The more I learned, the more excited I got about the opportunity here. Again, in the, in the asset um, and the challenge. And it's been, I've loved it. I, I mean, I, I loved coaching um, and, and, but I'm, I'm having a great time um, with, at the tennis center here and, and working with our team, building it. This, this tournament is so much fun, uh, challenging, but so much fun to grow. And, and, you know, and I, top notch and Alex in particular and his team, we wouldn't be able to do what we're doing without them right now. And, and I say that with, we did have a long history of running this tournament ourselves, but to take it to the WTA level and, and build on this, uh, 125, um, Alex is very humble, but he, he and his team have been just incredible partners in this. So we're excited to continue to build. Yeah, no, I agree. And again, it's always a pleasure to get the chance to work with the top-notch crew. And again, I always tell Guthrie, he's stuck with me. So he, I'm sure by the end, he's like, ah, I already know what you're going to say. I don't even need to hear it. But <laughs> in that spirit, I'll give you the final word, AG. Any final thoughts? No, as I reflected earlier, it's just, it's a, it's a really unique, cool opportunity that uh, I don't take for granted. Top-notch doesn't take for granted to um, build upon the 35-year history of it. Um, and build on what's going right and kind of put some of our unique spin on it, but also, yeah, collaborating with Jeff and his team and how just how we make it a, a better event all in all. So, and we're um, super pumped to add you guys this year and have you be a part of the history as well. So, yeah. now we're flattered to be invited. We're obviously very much looking forward to it. All pro tennis in God's country, as we referred to at the start, is a good thing. And so I'm looking forward to getting there again October 30th through November 5th. You can learn more on the website. And again, we look forward to learning more about this event as soon as next week when that entry list closes. So, Jeff, Alex, thank you both for taking the time to chat. Looking forward to seeing both of your smiley faces coming up here in the next month. Thanks, Alex. Appreciate it, Alex. Uh, See you in Michigan soon. Hope all of you listeners enjoyed my conversation with Midland Tennis Center Executive Director Jeff Reckway and Dow Tennis Classic Tournament Director Alex Guthrie. A thank you to each of them, as always, for taking the time to chat. I am so excited, as is our Cracked Rackets team, to be able to play any sort of part in this event. We are so excited. I will be on the grounds there, serving as the MC. 
to be in my home community, to hopefully have the opportunity the first few days to speak with so many of these players. You know we're amped here at Crack Rackets. Again, we will have coverage of the Dow Tennis Classic October 30th to November 5th across our tennis platforms. Of course, a shout-out, as always, to our super producer, Daniel Westoff, for the f*** of an editing job he does day in, day out, making all of our content possible. Shout-out as well to the support we get from our friends at Turna here on this show with that said, for the fantastic Jeff Reckaway and Alex Guthrie, our super producer, Daniel Westoff, our friends at Turner, from all of us here at both Crack Rackets and the Tennis Channel Podcast Network, I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. You've been listening to another edition of the Cracked Interviews Podcast. Stay safe, stay healthy. We will talk to you all soon. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>